fear impacts all areas of your life, relationships, career, children, health anxiety. And if you come from a place of fear, how will you have the energy to move through life with grace and purpose when you're operating at this lower frequency? In episode 16 of Embrace You First, we talked about the top fears and recognizing the impact that fear has on us as humans. And today we're gonna to talk about some solutions. We talked a lot about solutions in that episode, but today we're gonna to talk, we're gonna dive deeper into more solutions around uh, how we can cope with fear, recognize fear and move through and past fear. And, and yes, mm-hmm. and you know, to start off with, we're gonna, um, I'm just gonna read a quote from Huang Di Neijing. Um, Su Wen, which is basically the first medical textbook from China. And that was written about two, uh, second or first century BCE. There's no specific data on exactly when, but around that era, either way, really a heck of a long time ago. And uh, this- Can you say that again? I love how you said that. <laughs> What's that? Huang Di Neijing. Oh, Huang Di Neijing. Awesome. And my Chinese suck, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. Fear leads to loss of Jing, which results in obstruction of the upper burner. When this is obstructed, qi cannot return to it. And this causes distension of the lower burner. That is why it is said that qi sinks. So I'll give a link to that. Um, where we got it from and in the show notes. But basically what that means is loss, like when we talk about fear leads to loss of Jing, Jing in Chinese medicine, we talk about essence and essence. What is it? It's like part of this energy that you're born with. So we, like your vitality, right? It is a vitality. vitality. Mm-hmm. We're all born with a certain amount of energy. So there is what we called the hereditary Jing. So like, well, sorry, Jing is inherited. Mm. We were born with it. It's in in a limited amount. That's one kind of energy. There's also another kind of energy that we get through food and drink, for example, Gucci. So that's derived through nourishment. So in our podcast, we want to, you know, look at how do we save our energy and then how do we acquire that energy that we can extract from our food environment, our psyche. Right? How so do we restore our Jing or conserve our Jing and our conserve vitality? Our Jing. Yes, exactly. And, and, and flourish it. Yes, exactly. Nourish it. Mm-hmm. And nourish it. And the problem with the fear, and we mentioned it in our last episode, is that fear is part of the human condition. It is a part of our automatic um, recall, so to speak. Right? So it's not like we can get rid of it. However, for when we have chronic fear and we've been living in COVID for almost a year and then never mind all the other stuff that we're dealing with in our personal lives. So we, again, you know, we mentioned it in last episode, there's like plenty of fear every day. And when it's, you know, how do we get, um, how do we relieve some of the fear? And if we don't, if it gets, congested or internalized and if it obstructs us well where does it go well we say in chinese medicine that it can uh, cause obstruction of qi energy into our upper burner upper burner is like literally this part of the body right 
I mean, people who get panic attacks will tell you, where do they feel it? They feel it in their chest. They feel it in, rise into their heads. Like it's a very physiological, tangible thing that happens. Right. So for people who are listening, you were, you were describing the triple burner, right? Upper burner, upper yes. burner. Upper so burner. from like the Down belly top. up, basically, yeah. like belly up. Yeah. Belly, like chest. Upper, well, or it's chest, up. chest up, actually. Right. Chest up, right? Which makes like, sense because when people feel you know, ch- stuck or, or, or block chi, it's like that chest tightness they'll often describe, right? Yes, that's right. Left side, they think they're having a heart attack, but it's actually blocked energy in there. Yes. Burner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. And so there's different symptoms that each individual may have. So, and you named yes. one of them, right? So some of them, like I had a lady last two weeks, she says, oh my gosh, Mary, I feel like I can't swallow. Like something's right. sitting in my throat. Right. We call that plum chi syndrome, right? Like stuck energy in the throat. Actually, let's talk about that because I have a lot of patients with that. And I think it's really important people recognize that that is often like in energetic medicine, we say it's like it's your throat chakra and it's like you've got, you know, stuck like energy that you can't communicate and and then we've got yes. our thyroid, you've got your thyroid there, right? And then, you know, you've also got your esophagus. So if you're having difficulty swallowing information, so you feel like every time you swallow, there's a sensation, I mean, it could be something, a physical manifestation it could be, you know, gastroesophageal reflux disorder, causing a thickening of your esophagus or so esophagitis inflammation. But it could also literally be if you ruled out bigger things like that, it literally could be stuck energy, plum yes. chi pit syndrome, right? Is that yes. how you say it? Chi. Oh, or running, chi, running. Here's another fun one, running piglet chi. <laughs> but anyway, that's is a that really? discussion. No. It, is, it is a thing for sure. <laughs> okay, that, and that, okay. that happens with fear as well. But okay. in, in terms of plum pit chi, how it can manifest, because yeah. if you just think about it, in Chinese medicine or in China in general, there, we have these little plums and the plum pits are the size and imagine ah. it's actually physically stuck. So that, oh, that's where it comes like from the name. Yes. yes. So, oh. cause we actually, you can actually choke on a plum yeah. pit. <laughs> yes. So, and that's what it would feel like. Right. Hey, and, I never understood. And, I always knew the name. And then in, in uh, Western medicine, they say it's, um, uh, Oh, let me grab that for my, the, the ethers of my brain. Like, um, but <laughs> basically it's like, um, uh, well, dysphagia, difficulty swallowing, um, but it'll come to me in a second. There is another term that they'll often use. Yes. Um, yes. But so, I mean, it's tangible. But, we all recognize it and we see it so often. You said it yourself, right? We see right. it in our practice. And we think but, there's something wrong with us when you yes. have it, like something physically wrong and it's scary, you know, like that's where you swallow, it's how you breathe, right? Yes. So if you have that sensation and everything's been ruled out, note that you are okay and you probably have anxiety and yes. you can address it and we can address it and mm-hmm. and i'll give another point uh, another lady that i had and she's in her 70s i don't know if i brought this up in another episode but she had um relatives in another country that contracted covid and died mm. and she herself is over 80 and so she came in complaining about her inability to breathe and, and she would hold here and says, I have shortness of breath and I've gotten COVID checked three times and, <laughs> you know, Aww. and she doesn't have it. And really in the end, and I told her, I said, you know, consider that, yes, it's manifested physically, but thankfully no test results in any kind of physiological disorder, right? right. But it's this emotional distress, the fear, the worry, the anxiety 
is there so prevalent every day since COVID started that it's manifested on a daily basis where she feels this shortness of breath every single day. And so we were treating her and she was, you know, calmed her anxiety to a point. But, you know, when you're in that level of fear, still not understanding why it's happening, you can just imagine how it can increase her anxiety, right? So definitely, you you might want to get more testing done. And so she did. And in the end, again, nothing was found tangibly, but then she was putting put on anti anxiety dialytic, yeah. right? And, and then that helped, yeah. right? So, so again, you know, when we talk about psychosomatic, there's this, mm-hmm. all this negative stigma. And I mm-hmm. have to tell you that it is real, it's it tangible. Is. And yes. so we need to take it seriously and not fluff yeah. it off like it's nothing. Yeah. And there are solutions. So today right. is a solutions-based mm-hmm. conversation about, right. you know, how are you going to deal with our fears? So yes, so we just named one. Right. Yes, you could take actual pharmacological drugs. That is one methodology. Mm-hmm. If everything else that you've tried has not helped. And it doesn't mean that you need to be on it for the rest of your life, but it is a solution. Now, and there are herbal solutions. Exactly. That- you know, exactly. even there's a medication, um, uh, valproic acid, which is used for bipolar, but also severe anxiety. And uh, the, the constituent valeric acid that comes from the herb valerian actually um, is how they constructed valproic acid. So it's kind of interesting. A lot of pharmaceuticals come from plant medicine, herbal medicine. Thank so, you for saying that. Right. Yes. It's kind of fascinating. And I remembered it was globus, um, a globus hystericus is what you'll often um, call it or globus sensation, which is the nicer way to say it. Cause globus hystericus sounds like you're hysterical and right. that's not very nice. Right. Just like you said, that <laughs> negative connotation is like, it's like, you know, it's like a real physical manifestation from anxiety, this choking feeling and it's yes. okay. You got to address it clearly and rule out bigger things. But, um, it's sometimes it's a, like, People worry that they're going to, you know, cause problems by asking their doctor to rule stuff out. But it's that just testing things and having the care is what brings your anxiety down significantly. And it's okay. We, you know, we pay into OHIP and you need your health taken care of. It's okay to ask, right? And thank you for bringing that point in. I'm going to jump in because I'm going to lose this thought. (laughs) Yeah, do it. (laughs) Because I'm done. (laughs) Okay. Because here's the thing. What's happening when you have that? what we call that plump hit chi. We are stopped. We are not breathing. We are breathing shallowly. We are not voicing ourselves. And I say, when you have the symptom, allow it to be an opportunity, allow it to be the prod that you need so that you can actually voice yourselves, give yourself the voice and assert yourself. And then you can gain power by, yes, I need testing. Yes, yeah. let's check it out. And let's look at other alternative solutions. And okay, fine, maybe a pharmacological drug can work. But how about we try other things, right? So acupuncture is one, there's lots of naturopathic uh, supplemental things that we can use, like the, as we talk about the adrenals last time, right? And then in Chinese herbal medicine, there are great herbal medicines, decoctions that have been used for thousands of years, literally for this kind of condition. 
What's so, a couple of acupressure points that you can do? That's really Mary? great. Thank yeah, you. Describe right? a couple. Yeah. When you're like kind of in panic, anxiety, maybe you're moving through the five senses, you know, as we talked about in the last episode, but while you're doing that to ground yourself, what could you press on? to yes, do the feeling part good. of the five senses. Right? Love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. So you guys need to listen back or watch back the last episode because we went through the five senses and then the triggers, right? And and then come back at it with this, some of the solutions. And one of the tangible solutions that you can do to ground yourself is literally you put your feet on the floor, right? You sit up, you put all your feet on the floor and you, can, you put your heart right to your chest. And here's the thing with this is the midline and there's... Um, a couple of, there's a whole bunch of, what is this, horizontal, uh, vertical, for vertical. Yeah, yeah, vertical. <laughs> the meridian yeah. energies, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of them run vertically from mm-hmm. top to bottom. So literally, as you lay your hand across your chest, you are covering a bunch of different um, meridian lines, right? So one is a conception. It's like our vitality of life comes through our conception vessel. And right across, like here to speak and, and here, like, so you can actually, like, we can do really pinpointed, right? There's a point straight between the breast line. Yes. Right between the right where your nipple lines, right? Yeah. yeah. And that means it's literally called the middle, the upper middle. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it kind of, well, it doesn't kind of, it helps us connect with our source and with the heavens. So if we look at it in terms of energetically speaking with the heavens, it's like, gosh, like there's a energy outside of our bodies. It's like, let's tap into that. Right. Right. So upper heavens. And so, so you, know, you can t- touch it like this. And actually mine is sore right now. Mine too. I did, I did, I'm like, holy cow. I didn't know. Yeah. But, and if that's uncomfortable and if you just want to rest, mm-hmm. oh, I, I wish I can show you better. Okay. There, like if I come up, you'll see, I'm literally just resting my hand, my palm and connecting to that. And what's really fascinating, by the way, is that straight in the middle, there's an acupuncture point and it's under the pericardium mm-hmm. channel and the pericardium, uh, pericardium eight. And uh, we want to tap that against this because we're connecting the heart with the kidney mm-hmm. and the, and the upper middle. And gosh, like we're connecting so many things because there's lots of different meridian energy channels that run through our body and that connects with our inner self right? All the organ systems. And so you want to do this while your shoulders are relaxed and you want to do this while you're breathing. And just that touch, that self-touch is also that sensory that we spoke about earlier, right? In that other episode, through touch, touch is healing. And we don't even touch ourselves enough. True. I want to bring up the breathing aspect just for a moment, because a lot of people take deep breaths when they're having panic or fear and they can hyperventilate. So what I often will say with those five fives is just recognize your breathing. Don't fight what it's doing. Just recognize it. Don't push it away, but maybe focus on the other five feelings that you can think Mm -hmm. of that might help you stay grounded like this particular, this particular, you know, hand on chest and, you know, feel your feet grounded on the floor, the clothes on your body, the wind, if there is any, just kind of look, think about five feelings that actually don't really involve breath until you've moved through the five fives. And then if you want, you can just kind of slow your breathing because that's great. 
if you over breathe, that can turn you into, you know, this like hyperventilation state where you're breathing too much oxygen in and you can feel faint and dizzy. And, and it's, yes, because we often advocate in the naturopathic and holistic and traditional Chinese medicine world to when you're stressed, do some deep breathing, but sometimes it's not the thing to do. Really? You know great. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I love that because when you're in that panic mode, this is what happens. I'll actually demonstrate. Yes, do it. <laughs> do it. Yes. So when, when someone says, or you're like listening or to an app that says, okay, take uh, deep breaths for a count of four. And I actually say this to patients, but what I'll catch them doing is this. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and then like, oh, like, yeah, what is that? Yeah. Like, it's like, it, 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 it's like, you're, it's like, it's your, you're tightening your diaphragm. Yes. yes right. So mm. it's, it's not, in, so then I have to go back and redirect and say, okay, it's not like it's so big that you're going to like explode. You're going <laughs> to breathe soft. Yes. In a relaxed manner. And that might be a long and even hold your breath at the top of the breath, because then that way you're not over breathing. So it's like breathe in, imagine a balloon in your chest and your belly filling up. So your diaphragm is actually relaxed and dropping. And then at the top of the breath, as you're at your fullest maximum balloon size, then hold for a couple of seconds and then release rather yes. than just the big short breaths. It's like kind of a slower, hold your breath so you don't do the hyperventilation. Yes. Again, I wouldn't even do the breathing part until you're calmer and you've moved I love that. five yes. senses. Yes. And, and also and- listening to apps we talk about. Sorry, remember that thought. I'm sure it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's like, we're like excited. So um, yeah, so like the, the if you, we, we often say, you know, listen to Relax Melodies app or Calm app. But if you're in panic, the last thing sometimes you want to do is listen to an app of somebody telling you what to do and oh to breathe. Gosh, yeah. and, and so it's actually really important to listen to those apps when you're actually at your calmest to train your brain so that your response to the panic and the fear is just you're training it. It's like exercise. You're like exercising your brain for meditation so that then when you do have a fear uh, or a stressful event, that you're then calmer in the response. Does Love that make it. sense? Yes, yeah. yes. So you're basically saying do it proactively. Yeah. It's a ritual so that when yeah. you actually encounter the stress, you'll number one, be more calm and at peace and you're able to harness in on the parasympathetic nervous system easier. And then um, what I was going to go when, uh, before I lose my train of thought, and when you're speaking to the breathing when we're laying our hand on our chest, we're automatically tapping into that sense again of, of that self-connection. So there's self-connection through breath, but there's self-connection through our personal touch of ourselves, right? Yeah. And it may also help us connect uh, to our bodies easier than, because we really easily go straight into our heads. So when yeah. we lay our hands on our chest, we're connecting to our bodies. That's kind of like when you have a (laughs) boo-boo or you have an injury and you rub it, it doesn't do anything for the, you know, the injury. You're not making the injury better, but you're just like, it's not true. Oh, actually, you know, I guess you are. You're displacing the chi, right? You're displacing the chi, but you know, in the physiological level, you're actually enhancing the blood flow into that area. So you're creating a quicker healing. Because we're always like, rub it, rub it. Yeah, rub it. Yes. So, but it helps you with the just grounding and sense it gives yes. you another sensation to focus on too. But in addition to, yeah, improving circulation and displacing. Yes. So you yes. are totally right. Gosh, so like we spent I 19 minutes doing all this. Are you serious? Know. Yeah. That so we is hilarious. Go so I, I haven't even talked about. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 
like I haven't even finished covering out, by the way because there's a oh. part. but okay. you know what we actually it. we actually no but you, we okay. covered it in our first episode because oh that's right the distension of the lower burner we talked about yes. that in, in when I read the quote yes. and the lower burner is then our lower body Right. right. And how that manifests. And we talked about poo and pee. And <laughs> yes. So in, one thing you could do is if you are having reactions, like physiological reactions to um, uh, stress, and it is gone to your lower burner, like we described fun- in a funny way in our last episode, um, or not the last one, but the one on fear, what would you do? Like, I guess heat is something you can do if it's something chronic, like what are some things that were or an acupressure point? Um, let's say, let's say somebody had irritable bowel and like loose stool all the time, not just when they are, you know, a little nervous and going on a podcast mm. or TV or whatever, yes. what would you suggest? So, you know, that is, so the energy for that is sinking too much. So we want to uplift the energy. So in that place, there's a point straight on top of your head, right? The place of a hundred meetings by way. And, and it is, it is governing vessel 20 or yes, something. Yes. Okay. So, so you can find it by placing your, um, like reindeer thumbs. hands. <laughs> your thumbs reindeer at the hands. top of your ears. <laughs> and yes, you can make reindeer ears mm-hmm. and then you take your tip of your, of your fingers, whether it's like the index finger or the middle fingers and where it meets at the very center and at the very crown top of the crown, head. at the mm-hmm. crown or some people recognize this as the crown chakra. Right. Right. And again, it's another point of, t- uh, of uh, tension. Like you, if you feel it, it can be a little tender. If you're right. balding, you have and this perfect access. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> right? And, and this is um, a place where uh, anatomically, the fontanelles, the skull bones, they meet here. So there's this natural, even as adults, there's slight shifts in it, right? Mm. And so it can get stuck. And here we are communicating with the rest of our body, all of the yang energy in our body. So mm. we can calm it down. Yang is that active moving outward so this is going to be calming as it taps into that yang energy and say let's uplift it let's have it be more relaxed and as you do this just again allow yourself to notice your body so that your shoulder is not tense as you put it and I like what you're doing so for those that are listening to the podcast Tanya is placing her one hand on her chest and one hand on her uh, governing vessel 20 by Hui, which is at the top or the crown of the head. So this is really great. And then you can just sit here for, even if it's a minute, right? That can help with how you are feeling. So yeah, it's amazing how just anyway. creating space for one minute, three times per day, when you actually set a timer for one minute, I do it with patients sometimes, they're like, wow, that one minute felt like five or longer totally. because how often do we spend just quiet yes, and just sitting in our space comfortably, calmly, not very often. No. And it just adds time to your day and which actually I want to bring up so important in uncertain times to create certainty with routines is yes. so key. So important. And then let's, let's, finish off the routines and then our cups because we're already over 20 minutes and then we'll have to do another episode on fear. (laughs) We are so verbose. I love it. Yes. So um, really important. I, we talked about morning routines in an episode with Evan DeMarco 
not the one uh, with his book, but another one, um, which we'll put in the show notes. Uh, but basically just morning routines are so key. And a lot of patients say, how do you even have time for a morning routine? And one of the things we talked about, which I thought was really key, and it was my favorite part of the whole episode, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff we covered, but is figuring out how much sleep is necessary. You know, are, do you, are you getting uh, enough sleep, but maybe are you giving yourself too much time to sleep? Perhaps you could cut out, like if you're getting eight or nine hours, you could actually give yourself seven to eight and then free up time in the morning and go to bed a little bit earlier to get up earlier in the morning when the world is quiet and create your time and your space for your morning routine then. And that's a really great thing on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because thank there you. Are people, some of these people now, are, I actually had a woman come in just the other day and she's like, I can't get enough sleep and I just want to sleep the whole time she's so tired, you know, because there's a lot of fear and a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. Fear is exhausting when you're all your energy goes into that. But then if you're not, for example, making the time to work off that fear, sleep isn't going to, you're going to have restless sleep. So you need yes. to work it out. You need to exercise. Love so it. How do you find the time? Will you create the time? And sometimes it may be, a, be a, like a routine shift where now you're kind of tired for a few days because maybe you had poor on not very deep sleeps, didn't give yourself eight or nine hours in bed for restless sleep, which maybe gave you four or five hours of deep sleep. You're giving yourself more time in bed just for that four to five hours. But if you could give yourself less time in bed, more solid deep sleep by creating that morning routine of journaling and working out and, you know, sipping your tea, reading something productive, listening to a podcast like this one, you know, just doing some kind of routine that gets you feel setting your day and exercising off your nervous energy. Suddenly your sleep is shorter, but deeper and more Love effective it. sleep. Love it. Okay. So, so we're talking about morning routines. What was the and other just one? Routines in general, just routines creating gen- routines. Yes because every, the world is very uncertain. We have no idea what is going on. Like even, you know, uh, like, so lockdown to freedom ish to, you know, mask wearing to now back to lockdown in some areas of uh, the greater Toronto area and in Ontario and lots of different parts of the world. So, you know, I have a friend in Israel and they're kind of going in and out of lockdown. So just, you know, in the US and I, it's, it's so uncertain and routines are key and our bodies are so habituated to like, we like routine, we like yes. habit. And if you're creating good habits and keeping them going in a routine going, it's, it's going to create certainty in your brain. So you can just, you're having a moment of fear and you have no, maybe perhaps no uh, resolve or nothing to do towards, you know, you don't have a solution for it but you can just jump back into the routine, like the habits. So people often say when they take time off work, you know, they're like, what do I do with myself? And then that's even more stressful than, um, you know, working. So people, you know, like if you get injured and they're, they're, yeah, for some, for some, but for many, for many, I would, I find that people want to just get back to work into the routine, but you're right. Some people would rather not work. Mm -hmm. It depends on how you um, associate yourself with work. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. Well, not, but let's, let's just uh, finish off on a high note with our, what filled your cup today. And so that you can yourself ask what is filling your cup. So you start, I'll finish. And then you ask yourself. And when I say you, I mean the audience listening. 
Right. So, yeah. So you're asking the audience to ask themselves. Yes. After we do ours. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Journal it as part of your team. I personally um, have just found myself more grounded in moments with the kids and just like having bigger snuggle hug times. And I just like, you know, after going through, you know, eight years of uh, completing our family, I've always tried, you know, didn't actually come with much effort, but like, I super appreciate and I'm so grateful for my children, but sometimes I have moments where I feel like distracted as a parent, you know, with, especially with everything that's going on in the world. And so I've been, I made my daughter started saying, mommy, mommy, are you listening? Are you looking at your phone? And I'm like, here I am telling all my patients to put their phones down. I'm like, Hmm, I got to stop doing it. So I've been really good about like putting my phone down and just like having like those connection moments with them. I love it. I, I love it. I sense it. By the way, I notice it because you used to be texting me back and forth like crazy. <laughs> now, no, now there's a delay. And it's convenient sure. for yes. me, but now there's a delay and I said, good for you. That's how I right. respond when I see it. Yeah. Right? Cause I'm just like, I hide it. I put it yes. somewhere. So yes. And that's exactly what I do. I leave it present. Behind. Yeah. yeah. So that's really great. And so for me, you know, you're talking about sleeping less and creating a morning routine. Well, here's the thing. I am that person that does the morning routine and I have been waking up at, you know, 5.30, latest six, sometimes 5.15, whatever it is, but early, right? And so what filled my cup this morning was that I actually gave myself permission to sleep in because in the middle of the night, I, um, my husband went to the bathroom and then I was up and then I was excited about today's episode. So I was up for a little bit thinking and I thought, oh no, I, let me just try to, let me just, you know, meditate on this and breathe. So I, then, and then I fell asleep. And so I naturally woke up just before 7 a.m. So I could have gone into the place of, oh my gosh, I blew my no morning routine. I didn't. And I just said to myself, I gave my permission to do something that was necessary and that was needed. And I will still be on my routines. It's not going to stop me. It's not like, oh my gosh, now I give up, right? No, you listen to your body and then you'll bounce back. I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As a way to get our podcast out into the world, let's have you join us in our mission to make an impact. And how you can help us is by going on iTunes, on the Apple Podcasts and like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. And as you do that, take a screenshot of it and DM us at our Instagram account, which is at Embrace You First. And uh, when you do that, at the end of the month, we will pick one lucky winner and you're going to get a 30-minute free consultation with one of us. So basically, Dr. Tanya and I will alternate months where we can provide a 30 minute free consult. So whether you are a person just looking at your personal health, or if you're a practitioner looking at ways to how to build your career, we are here to help you. So check that out, do that. And it's going to be awesome. If you like this episode, please share and like comment, go to embraceyoufirst.com and subscribe if you haven't already. And please share our website We give a lot of useful tips. We love to share. And if you want to give us a topic of of, um, discussion, please do comment under the show or under our notes and uh, let us know what you'd like us to talk about. So thank you so much for listening. We look forward to the next one. Thank you. Enjoy the day.